Good evening, I'm Ted Koppel. Surely everyone knows by now that Buckwheat is dead. But for those of you who have not seen the videotape of Buckwheat being shot, let's take a look. Still don't understand what this game is. It seems gay. A dragon's gay, Phil. Mighty warrior priests wielding golden staffs. I suppose they're gay too. Here are your character sheets. John 1, you're a unicorn man. John 2, you're a wood fairy. Phil, you're the gypsy assassin Esmeralda. I'm not a complicated man. I like cinema. In particular, I like to see people fucking on film. But I don't want to win an Oscar and I don't want to reinvent a wheel. I like simple pleasures like butter in my ass, lollipops in my mouth. That's just me. That's just something that I enjoy. Call me crazy, call me a pervert. Ty Webb. Heavy Longmire. Gustav Mateblanc. Is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second? This is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Come on then, Plato, enlighten me. Is that an old school thermos? It's an old school fall guy thermos. Oh my fall god! <laughs> His face was covered up by your hand when I was like, "What the hell is that?" Wow, that's Lee Majors. That is Lee Majors and Heather Thomas and Howie, whatever the Howie, fuck his name was. Gosh. Howie Long. Now is this not Howie Long? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't know why I'm drinking out of this I because wish it was I don't Howard think I Hesman. washed it. But anyway. There you go. So, is this? You have the rest please of tell the me this is no, an act from your youth. No, I, I found it at the Goodwill because I'm always finding stuff, and that was all there was to it. Wow, no, but man, no lid, I, no lid. But I would drink so much whiskey out of this. I would is, give it to you, but it would no, no, uh, no. I can't take take away from my collection. Us. That's amazing. That truck. I wanted that truck oh, so bad. Yeah, that was with those extra uh, compartments. Yeah, and I—I I mean, they're extra might... compartments. Don't you remember? Didn't it have like a? Didn't he have like a side compartment? I don't remember that. I remember he had a bunch of extra shit on there. Yeah, but I don't remember specifics. I think it had extra compartments. I'm not, I don't in a time that. when that model did not have extra storage. Right. You want to talk about Mount Rushmore? Mount Rushmore of dudes I wanted to be when I was a kid. Uh, you can put Lee oh, Majors God. and Tom Selleck on there for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and Gerald McCraney. Gerald yeah. McCraney. Gerald, yep. Man, so many, so Lee many. Because Ma- awesome Lee Majors is a double. It's a double hit. Oh, yeah. Because $6 million man. I never watched that. Oh, shit. That's good stuff. Never watched it. And not to go back to last episode, Sexist Nature, but I know she was skinny as hell. I had a thing for Lindsay Wagner as the bionic woman. Mm. Yeah. Very much so. Even nothing, right now. I'm nothing gonna, wrong with that. I'll be back in a minute. Right. And he's back. But yeah, Heather, I take Heather Thomas over Heather Locklear any day. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, for sure. That famous poster of Heather Thomas Ooh, in the pink bikini. That is solid. That was our Farrah Fawcett yes. poster. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Yep. Oh, it's Can You Hear Me? The podcast where three guys objectify women from the 70s and 80s. <laughs> That's our full title. We just shorten it because it doesn't fit on a shirt. Right. <laughs> First off, you can email us at canyouhearmepod 
at gmail.com if you'd like to uh, voice your concerns. But I am Gustav Monteblanc. I am Ty Webb. And I am the one and only Heavy Longmire. And you can find us on Twitter. I am at Real Gustav. I am at TyWeb3000. You can find me at Longmire Heavy. We have a Can You Hear Me Pod Twitter handle, too, if you'd like to just directly, but you might as well just eat, uh, tweet us also. And you can find us everywhere else. Uh, everywhere. Instagram, Reddit, Target, Snapchat, Target, Walmart. Flea Markets, Goodwills. Your local pawn shop. You know, I have a mixed feeling about pawn shops. It's, does it seem to you guys that they've gotten shittier over the years? Yes, I believe so. Now, or maybe we were, I, it was just so much cooler when you were younger. Maybe, but think, even in the past twenty years, I like, think there's some I've been of that. Now, I I do have one pawn shop that I buy guns from fairly often, both new and old, and they do me okay, you know. But as far as finding cool stuff at pawn shops, Mm-mm. other you know random things, no. Like buying a buying a musical instrument at a pawn shop, those days are gone. Yeah. That, uh, the only thing which I, man, I don't, I used to go in them quite, quite frequently. And occasionally I'd find, you know, a, a good pocket knife that I knew was, you know, worth more than the six right. bucks they had duct taped or, you know, masking taped on there. Old fishing reels, stuff like that. that yeah. We're still in, in good condition, but yeah. As far as tools and stuff like that, no. Well, the internet's changed a lot of that too, because yeah, people put stuff up for sale there. And you know, for us going into those places when we were younger, like that's the only time we would get to look at that kind of thing. Like it wasn't like we got to sit and search all this cool stuff on the computer all the time. Right. Like, oh, I'd like to find some old pocket knives. Right. Let me just do a search and see yeah. what all's for sale. Exactly. It was like. Just like going to the record store. Right. You know, it's like going in and see, you know, that was, it was a whole experience. And every time you go, they're going to have a little bit something different. Right. Yeah. Which you didn't know exactly what you were going to find. Which is kind of the allure, and I know you and I hold this, of half-priced books. Yes. Yeah. Because you don't go to half-priced books looking for a specific book. Yeah. If you do, you're doing it wrong. Right. You go looking for something that strikes your fancy. That's right. And it's nostalgic in that way. Because yes. it is very much like the record store, the pawn shop. And I mean, I think we've missed out. I think going all old man on everybody, I think with all the new technology and internet and all that stuff, that it started some with our generation, but definitely the generation after us. It just seems like kids don't have that sense of wonder anymore like they like we used to with you know these new experiences these things that you have to kind of like go out and explore on your own yeah find out about stuff on your own you know not not have all the information and answers at the tip of your finger right like did y'all see that story about the kid in arkansas at the diamond mine Mm -hmm. that found the nine carat diamond or the field i heard yeah. yeah, it's yeah, a national, but, you know, national yeah. park kind of and thing. And it is a shit show to go to it. Although, when I yeah, w- my grandparents heard. took me there when I was a kid, and I thought it was awesome. Because you got to dig around and try to look for diamonds. We went and a I couple was about times seven. as a kid, and the f- first time we went, I had the same experience as you. Because I was a lot younger, and I doubt we stayed there very long. And my parents didn't have a whole lot of money when we were when I was little. So that was like a big trip. Right. But wasn't that an, an, an awesome experience? Yeah, because you're, a, you're 
you know, you're doing this. We went back a little later, maybe four or five years later, and it was raining in Arkansas in the summer. Ah, nice. And that is a giant field of mud and the Arkansas humidity. Yeah. And that was not a good time. Yeah. But that... This, you know, this sense of exploration yes. that it was just like, here's a little a nine carat diamond. Yeah. Here's right. a little, you know, ha- a little trowel or whatever, right. a shovel, and you can just go out there and, and dig, keep what you find. Yeah. You know, now, interestingly, uh, you know, so those diamonds there at the Murfreesboro State Park are, they're not like the diamonds that you think of when you think of a diamond. Yeah. So they're usually yellowish. Yeah. You wouldn't recognize it if you didn't know what you're looking right. for. Right, they're just like a, a smooth piece of glass, mm-hmm. and you know they're not they're not fine South African diamonds. Now they're still diamonds and they're still right. valuable, and you're supposed to report them if you find anything to the park rangers. You get to keep it. Right, you're just supposed to report it, but they estimate that most of the diamonds don't ever get reported. Yeah, and there are people that's all they do. Right, that they just go and dig. Man, that was. As a young kid going there, that was just the coolest thing ever. And how 903 was it that my grandparents, we stopped off there on our way to eventually make it to Graceland. Oh. And I, a horse show. And a horse show. <laughs> and a horse show. <laughs> I, I've been to uh, to both. Not the same one, but obviously Graceland. That's one of those places that it's kind of like checking something off a box. You know, you're like, okay, I went yeah. there. I think if you went there and if you were able to see it in like 1980, it might have been a lot more impressive than in 1990 or 2000 when I was there. Yeah, that falls under the category of more impressive as a young kid versus going later on. Right. And just the time frame, you know, I mean, here's the TV room. Well, it's a bunch of crappy old TVs and shag carpet. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Very impressive that there's multiple TVs in this room in 1980. Uncle, Uncle Joe's trailer looks just like that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> now, I did find the museum they had outside of the actual house. Because the house isn't, by McMansion standards, that big. Mm-hmm. The museum was more interesting because they had a bunch of his yeah. stuff from his movies and things like that. And I like Elvis, but I never was a... Yeah, I've never been an Elvis, Elvis fanatic. Elvis well, you know, he's not really dead because his name is misspelled on his tombstone. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I worked in Memphis for about a year, and both the Elvis birthday and the death day, you can't get a hotel at the normal rate. Half staff? No, it's it. the whole world comes. I mean, yeah. there's Germans and Japanese people and French, and just it's... But do they lower the flag? I, you know, I didn't check what the Memphis flag code is. I didn't usually go down to that. that part of Memphis just because I was out in the suburbs usually and didn't want to get shot because Memphis is a rough ass town. Yeah. Tough place. Got some good barbecue though. They do have good barbecue. I, it's not as good as here, I don't think. No. Nothing's you know. as good as here. No. No. This is Texas. Texas. And we f- run our flag right there up. We'll raise it as high as the old Poncho's glory flag. if we want to. Or raise it up that poncho's flag. Did well, they have got, fried chicken there when we were younger, or is that a new thing? I think that's a new thing. That threw me off, man. <laughs> that was dissettling. I think that's a new thing, because I don't ever remember uh, any fried chickens. All right. Out of the three of us, I've always been the geekier one. I think we can all agree on that, right? I'll, I'll go with that. So, I played Dungeons & Dragons in my youth. Yep. I also played a little D&D. Not and, as much as you, I right, don't think. Right. And I have... Um, I've taught my kids to play Dungeons and Dragons, which they enjoy. 
it kind of wears me down sometimes because you're playing with fucking kids and you're like, you're doing it wrong, you know, type thing. Right. And usually I'm the dungeon master, but today. <laughs> Mark. <laughs> today I let my middle son, my 10 year old, be the dungeon master. Passing the torch. You handed him the mace. <laughs> and the and the cloak. You're now the standard bearer. Well, so the dynamic was 10-year-old's the dungeon master. 7-year-old daughter is the assistant dungeon master. Okay. And that leaves just me and my 12-year-old as the players. And is that enough to play? Yeah, it's enough. Okay. And my 12-year-old, as I've mentioned before, the fruit has not fallen very far from the tree, both in his jokingness and his ability to say things just to try to get a reaction <laughs> and he thinks he's funny all right <laughs> so it's it's just like me so we're playing today and this is very geeky so i apologize to any of y'all that want to yell nerds Nerd! he's being a, a, an elf an elf an elf and i am a dwarf okay in our characters here and he makes We're the, just going to let that go. Yeah. He makes the joke that my dwarf came naked into his tent and, and he refused to offer his character. And I said, well, leave my gay dwarf alone, okay? And we're going to leave sex out of this. And I said, besides, I would be attracted. My dwarf's not gay. I would be attracted to dwarven women, you know, <laughs> trying to make a point. And I said, and some of them have beards. And he's like, yeah. And they've got the V beard, too. <laughs> Oh, man. And then he, he yells, have you ever k- kissed a Wookiee? What? <laughs> now, I think he meant about the the up top beard, not the V beard, okay. as he put Surely it. Surely he's not that advanced. I don't think he's that humor. advanced, but I'm not sure. <laughs> the V beard. Yeah. The V beard. He was very proud. And I was laughing. I mean, that, that's, yeah. that's pretty damn funny. He was very proud of it. Have you ever kissed a Wookiee? <laughs> oh, anyway, man. that was the uh, the funny thing. There was a long buildup. I apologize, but I had to set the stage. Now, were y'all playing like out in the woods and everything full on? We are not LARPers, sir. <laughs> Live action role players. That is a bridge too far. Oh, that's a thing. Huh? Oh, yes. Oh, there's a documentary called Darkon. And if you can find it, I highly recommend it. Okay. Because it is about this society of people that are live action role players and they are serious and they have kings and a higher or a social hierarchy and they go out to parks usually and have these big battles oh, yeah. where they hit each other with foam sticks and they fall down. You know, can you imagine? Walking to the deer stand and stumbling onto that. <laughs> it, it is. I remember. I, Get I, on now. I remember some people like that. What in the hell are you boys doing? Out in Lubbock when I was in college. Now, what's the name of this documentary? Darkon. D-A-R-K-O-N. Okay. And I don't know. I, it used to be on Netflix a long time ago, but I don't think it is anymore. It's been years since I've seen it. But I remember some people like that. But they were like just a handful. But apparently this has grown bigger and bigger in the last 20-something years. I don't think it's socially acceptable in any way, shape, or form. But (laughs) they're serious. I mean, they... It's not something you put on... D&D players? I'm sure that D&D is like the gateway drug for LARPing, yes. Okay. 
you don't typically put that on your Tinder profile. Probably not, but maybe there needs to be a LARPer, you know, where you I bet they have slash them. right instead. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we need to work on that app and that another million dollar idea. We're, we're just, you know, you need to get on your coding skills. There you go. <laughs> yeah, start with my C plus plus. Yes, <laughs> yeah. that's his go to. I know it. It's the only programming language maybe. he knows. Maybe. He doesn't even know knows that. of. You know, <laughs> yeah. sorry. Java. Oh, look at him. He's going to throw COBOL in a second. He said that very tentatively, too. No, he, he was he was setting Java. it up. You know, he... <laughs> oh, man. All right, we got an email that this may cause a stink, and it may only be me responding to it, but pull it up here. Who is this from? This is from someone that they title themselves Horny Confused. That's the name on the email. Okay. And it's titled Adult Advice. Okay. This is lengthy, so bear with me. Okay. They came to the wrong people for that. Howdy, Can You Hear Me podcast. Today, I'm seeking advice of a quote-unquote adult nature, and I couldn't think of three men better equipped to advise me on such a topic. I apologize for having to contact you from an alternate email address, but if the wife heard any reference to her on the podcast in this situation, I wouldn't ever need advice like this again. I know who this is from. So let's get to it. About a month ago, it was a good night. Kids went to bed easily, and it had been followed up by some Netflix and bottles of wine, i.e. married foreplay. (laughs) Whenever we finished whatever movie it was that we were watching and it was time to head to bed, she was pretty sloshed, and I was just feeling good. I know better than to show up to the main event without all of my faculties. (laughs) Backfire. I don't know about you guys, but in our room, there's always background TV on. I don't know why, but there just is. We go to bed with it on and do other things with it on. Interjection. Okay. I don't like to see amateur porn with the background TV going. Oh. Okay. So next time you're making some uh, amateur porn. Not that you'll refrain, you just don't prefer. I just don't prefer. It's not as much of a derail as foreign languages. Right. That's straight out. Or non-circumcised. Yeah. All right. Back to it. Football game on the background. (laughs) Now, if you want to make some amateur porn with Can You Hear Me playing in the background. Oh. (laughs) No. Man. Please do not. Uh, Okay. It's not happening. Okay. Well, a second. We go to bed with it on and do other things with it on. In this instance, the wife was trying to find something that wouldn't be distracting while I let the dogs out one last time. I came into the room and she said, there isn't shit on. Then she started going through on-demand channels and noticed that Showtime has an quote-unquote after-hours category hey now. and kind of giggled. Side note, she was not an adventurous type when we first started dating and was pretty sheltered. So she picks one that doesn't sound too ridiculous and wants to watch and fast forwards to a good scene. Hello. After a couple of minutes, she says, this is effing stupid. Where's the D? Look out. I explained Let's to her. Let's cut to the chase on this bad boy. I explained to her that Skinamax style porn does not show D or penetration. She was disappointed, but suddenly she turned the tables on me. Her. So hardcore stuff is more online? Me. Yes. Her. So that's what you look at? Uh-oh. Me. Emoji of flat... Right. <laughs> flat mouth. Flat mouth. Her. What's your favorite kind of porn? Me. Parentheses. Luckily, I'm not hammered and you play this game. I don't know. Her. 
Come on, me. I mean, it's usually just some inspiration to imagine a situation for us. There, <laughs> there is no way she was drunk enough to buy that. Her, whatever, me, parentheses. I respond by diving in and making her forget about it, and we get on with the evening. So to speak. This is probably the second or third time the subject has come up. Early in our relationship, she was very anti-porn and was really bothered by it. Since then, she's loosened up a lot, and we have a great sex life. So here's my question. I mean, she's asking for the D. Yeah. <laughs> she's loosened up some. Yes, uh, quite a bit. Do I keep diverting around this topic in the future, or is there a graceful way to embrace this and make it part of our lives? I know if there's anyone that can help me here, it's you three boys. Thanks for all that you do to your bodies. Horny, married, confused. Man, this is a great one. Yes, it is very the, good. Email. The well, issue... Hold on a second. Hold on. There's a follow-up because I immediately responded back. And I said, thank you for the email. We won't record for a few more weeks, but I will make this a priority for when we do. Not sure anyone will speak up, but me, though. Hang in there, Gus. <laughs> Please feel free to make heavy as uncomfortable as possible with it. Thanks. <laughs> they responded back. All right. I mean, I definitely have thoughts on it, so you don't have to go solo on this one. Now, this is one of those things where I think now is very much different than when we were young men. Yes. Because when we were of an age to acquire legal pornography, you had pretty much a narrow path. Maybe some... The, the most you were going to get was maybe some, some threesomes or foursome type stuff, but there was no, nothing of all the wide world of porn that you have today. That was readily available. That was readily available. Yeah. So going from someone that was sheltered in today's environment, and I assume this is someone younger than us. Yeah. Aren't they all? Pretty much to something where the oyster that is modern porn is wide open. I think this is a a very delicate situation. Yeah. Which we have talked some about this before, I feel like, as far as discussing... A little bit. ...your fantasies and that kind of thing with each other and how much of that you're Yeah, we had a, a Curious Kira or Kyra or whatever. Mm-hmm. I had an email about that several months ago. So we've we kind of dabbled on this, but never heads on from the male perspective to the female. Because that was a female asking kind of how to... How do I navigate that? And I think... Going from the female perspective, heavy. I think that is less precarious going than from the male dealing with the female right. introduction. Yeah, much shakier ground. I, have you? I know you have seen it. The, it's a few years old. The meme of this nerdy looking guy sitting in front of his computer, and there's a girl sitting beside him. Girl sitting beside him. She has this disgusted, shocked look on his on her face, and the. Guys just kind of looking at her like, what? And the meme says, you know, too early in the relationship to show her your porn sites or your porn <laughs> favorites. Yeah, that's, like that. you got to be, that that's like a lot of things. You got to find the balance between open communication and not just drinking from a fire hydrant. Right. And so I think first off, you have to keep your true porn proclivity. I think that needs to be a little bit private. You mean like as far as sharing what? What you like? So unless you are the most vanilla of porn, okay, I don't think that you can go in, especially 
Yeah, don't go diving head first. You don't need to say, well, you know, I really like, I really enjoy this website. It's nothing but clowns splashing on pies, you know, while they tickle girls. You know, that's, you don't need to get into that. I don't even know what that means. That, yeah, that, that would be a, uh, that would be a bold first step. Right. Splashing is when usually women sit on some type of cake or pie or squishy thing. A, a lot of times it's cake. Yeah, it's a fetish that I don't understand. Pastries. Okay. The British. I think it's a very British oriented thing, and sometimes they sit in baked beans, which is really. That's. I know to you that's. <laughs> yeah, totally you, yeah. A, a that's in the sacrilege. Face. How dare you? But you know he's going to be looking that up. How both, could you defame baked beans? Heavy famous way. baked beans. Love them both, but get your ass <laughs> out of my baked beans. <laughs> So I, I think you that's know, not like the chocolate falling in the peanut butter. for Right? You. No, it's no. not going to be that Reese's moment, man. I, this is one of those things where I think here's my suggestion or thoughts. You got a site, <laughs> right? <laughs> w W. You know, look at. I mean, because I don't know. I'm thinking the softer something, maybe with a storyline that. Minimal storyline that does show uh, some of your more a caring, loving relationship. <laughs> I mean, I guess I don't know. I know I think it's not. There are a, there I mean, is don't a, go amateur. No, stuff, there isn't. You know? There is a genre, and I think you could probably find it fairly easily. That is more women oriented, where it's from made by women. Like the directors are women and the lesbian side. No, 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 no. And I would challenge you that most lesbian porn is not made for women. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I I think that's pretty clear. And Uh, I, I may have seen some actually lesbian porn made for lesbians and I don't think you'd want to watch it. No, I don't. I don't think so. So I think if you found something like that, and I agree, something with a storyline, maybe a parody, Uh you know, I mean, I think the, I would even start with the issue of to what extent do you want to disclose what it is that, because this kind of goes back to just being intimate sexually, the extent to which you are open with your partner about what you like and don't like and what your fantasies are and what they're not. Because there's kind of a gray area there that you have to be careful with. We, I know we've talked about this before Mm -hmm. as far as communicating about like, you know, a little bit easier digestible fantasies versus just going full on. These are all the things I fantasize about. And the, and then it puts your partner in a precarious Put this mask position. On. Right. Too. Take this knife in my ribs. And it's, <laughs> it's yeah, it's a very so vulnerable fun. position to be in to disclose that. And then it also can be a difficult position to put your partner in. Right. Because especially if someone is, as he said, is, is more sheltered. Right. That might, you know, there's always the chance that that might be their thing too, and they might find that more interesting. But I also agree a hundred percent that you could make them feel inadequate if you went too far too fast. Mm-hmm. Now, I think, and like with most new things, it's generally better to ease your way in. Yes, <laughs> there's a joke there. <laughs> Look on your face. He's so happy with that, and he should be. <laughs> <laughs> the the rocky uh, uh victory jump hand me the medal <sighs> man um so i this is tough you know and i think that if you can find something that's 
like I said, pretty vanilla. You know what? Maybe go back to a classic if you can find it online. Something. Well, first off, you want to or, talk to her to make sure that, I mean, we're assuming that she's wanting to watch something together at this point. That's what I would assume. I, that she wanted some, you know, some background material. So I think first off, we start with the, HBO's Real Sex. I did love Real Sex. Yeah, that was a stop down. And that's still, there's some episodes on HBO Go, HBO Now, yeah. Because that's not porn, but it talks about sex. Yeah, it's it's a good segue. And it shows different segments of the population, people doing things. You're like, huh. Now, I will say that that might not be what to throw on during the making of the love. No, No, but it's a good, it's a good conversation starter. It absolutely is. Which that's where you need to start. I will warn you that to us, it doesn't, it's not dated because we were watching this 20 years ago. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. We've watched some here recently and to someone that would be younger than this, it would be very dated as far as the look and just the general aesthetics. Yeah. But there's maybe tons. some of the bush, you know. <laughs> there's tons of books and videos and that kind of thing that are designed for this issue. Absolutely. For like couples learning together to exploring what they, you know, what their fantasies, their interests are, kind of, you know, broaching this topic in a way that's, you know, a little bit more palatable to both of the partners. I mean, there's, there's things out there that can help with this. The uh, And I would think, and I don't know if, you know, I, we've talked that, and even though that we haven't read them or seen the movies, the Fifty Shades of Grey stuff has probably opened up this dialogue much more than ever before. No At doubt. Least, no maybe doubt. not on the porn standpoint, but more on the kink standpoint. Yeah. And so I think probably... It's brought that way more into the mainstream. Yes. I mean, you could buy Fifty Shades of Grey sex-inspired stuff at Target. Yeah, you know, you could buy like handcuffs at Target the other day. Not, not that I needed them, right? You know, over in the toy section. No, they were over in the the lube section. And uh, don't you feel a little bit like? Don't you get a little snobby about the fact that like everybody is kind of into this now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like bandwagon. Yeah, yeah. It's like when your favorite indie band finally yeah. makes it big. Yeah. It's like, well, Man, never mind. Yeah. Was, it's and now I got to step it up a notch. I Damn was it. into them when it's like were, the lines are so much nothing. longer, right? <laughs> the so I think I think it's a good opportunity. The fact that she sought it out and she wanted the D that's a good sign. Now there is <laughs> <laughs> there is a devil's advocate moment here though. What, she could be trolling you. Well, she could she could be trolling you, but what if? What if are it you, swings the other way? Are you prepared for what the Pandora's box may be right. if she discovers porn and finds her particular proclivities? Yeah. I are mean, you prepared for, you know... How far you want this horse out it? of the barn? Yeah. Was it worth it? What if, what if her, new, uh, her new favorite site is cuckolds.com starring KJ? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that... Our first bit of advice is, you know, ease into it discussion wise. Yes. And, you know, make it as palatable as possible for her and, you know, just take it easy on that front. I think, I, I think, you know, I, communication is key here. And I do Absolutely. think you have to ask her questions too. Oh, you yeah. Know, you yeah. need to kind of feel her out 
while you're trying to fill her up. This has to be a Wii thing. Yes. But you can't just go show her your browser history. <laughs> no, because, I mean, and I don't, I doubt that that's even what she's really wanting. No, I don't to get think she's anyway. trying to fish. I think she's probably trying to open up that. She's probably genuine. If they have a good relationship, which I'm assuming they do, she's probably genuinely interested in what he's interested in and how that could, you know, right. How that could translate to them as a couple. And, and this can, this could be an absolute boon to their relationship. I mean, this could open up. Oh my gosh. Yes. Things. A whole nother level. Trips to Vegas. So many robes. Tell us more. I'm just. You were Spit smiling big when you fun. threw out trips to Vegas. Just what are you going to do in Vegas? What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Uh-huh. But yeah, I mean, like you were saying, this this could potentially, I mean, it has the potential to improve your relationship in a way like few things can. Right. Because it is an intimacy issue. Yes, and she is she is opening up a chance for a higher level of intimacy there for you. Now, right. I agree that you need to dip your toe in slowly. You don't want to show your whole... Toe up. Toe up. It's so hard, man. I know it. Is it? <laughs> I mean, the puns. Are I, it's, just... it's, we can't speak in yeah, anything but that's... puns. But you have to you have to reveal your hands slowly. <laughs> you don't want to finger exactly that's, what you're into. There's nothing you can say right now. That... <laughs> oh, man. But, the, uh... yeah, great issue. I mean... And thank you, anonymous person, so much for sharing it with us. Because that's, I mean, like a lot of really great questions. There's, I'm sure, there's tons of people think that are this, interested. Yeah, in think this of the same thing. Issue. Yeah, that they've either been there, they are there, or they will be there. And if you have experience with this, good or bad, we and I'm not. If you don't want to make it a burner email, you can always put anonymous in the title. And we will share this because I would be interested to hear other people's because I can see where this could be something that would be great or it might be something you try out. You know, I mean, porn's not for everybody. Right. And I've known women that were incredibly into it and I've known women that were against it. And then I've known women that could take it or leave it. Well, and I mean, there's also I think there's a, a fair amount of the population that sees it as a moral issue to where it wasn't something, it was something that they were against until it's within the context of a marriage. Right. And then it's seen as something very different. Um, but there's, I think there's also a lot of difference between couples that discuss this in the early part of their, once a relationship gets serious and committed versus those that don't even discuss this kind of thing until they've been married for a couple of years right. or a few years or, you know, however long. And, you know, I can definitely see where pornography could be a problem in some marriages outside of the moral aspect. You know, if you're neglecting your partner because of your love of pornography, that could definitely be an, an overlying intimacy issue there. And there's a vast difference between uh, viewing or utilizing pornography as a couple versus just each person's, you know, private use of pornography. Yes, I agree. I mean, there's a lot of partners out there, I think, that are very much pro-pornography used as a couple, but are pretty anti-pornography just used on your own. I could see that, yeah. It's, you know, it's seen as a completely different thing then. Because some people see it as cheating. Yeah. Whereas if you were doing it together, then it's obviously not. Right. 
Now, I don't, I personally don't agree with that stance, but I can definitely understand how people could view it that way. And it, I mean, it can, there's no doubt. I mean, I don't think in and of itself, it's not something that's, you know, you can easily paint with a broad brush of like good or bad, but it, just like it can help a relationship, it can certainly damage one too. Absolutely. I mean, it's, you're, you're playing with fire. Right. And, you know, you have to go slow. And like you said, I think this is as much a communication and intimacy issue as it is an actual sexuality issue. I mean, I realize that's all tied together, but. If you can find common ground on that kind of issue that, because that's really where you're going to get to the next level, like you're talking about. First of all, consider yourself extremely lucky. Oh, yeah. That that's, um, that you could be, you could find some compatibility on such a hot button issue because then you are, you do have the opportunity to, you know, to have something that you can utilize in a way that's going to improve your relationship. I think he's, I think our, uh, emailer is lucky even at this stage that if she started off sheltered and she's even moved this far over the course of their relationship, I think that shows an obvious, um, that's a win to begin with. Right. Because a lot of times, if that's the situation going into it, the the person who hasn't been sheltered is very hesitant to even broach the subject or might just consider it something that they are... Taboo. Yeah, Yeah, it's off limits and it's not something that... So it almost needs to be something that is initiated by the other person. Right. Because it's less likely... That, you know, you're going to be hesitant to do so if you feel like that, you know, this may just be something that I'm interested in. I'm excited for this emailer. The p- potential upside, I think, outweighs any potential downside as long as he proceeds with caution. Very, yes, I totally agree. And, sl- you know, with, um, have a plan and just kind of and probe her for what she wants. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, really? <laughs> that felt intentional. It was. I'm shamed. Oh, oh Lord. that was. But we it just was good though. It we just good. scraped the very bottom of that barrel. <laughs> we hit. Uh, yeah, I'll bleep that. <laughs> you, you did fine bottom there. Let's. It happens. Delete all this. All back. Anyway, I thought that was a great email. That is a good email. And it does tie into the, the curious, uh, Kira one about more of the, the kink side of things. But to me, I think the kink side one is easier to navigate. Yeah. Because you could just kind of say, well, what if we did this? And you could kind of, mm-hmm. whereas you're not inner opening up this extra thing. Right. Because and you can kind of run up that kink flag just a little and then see if you need to draw that thing back. Right. A lot easier. And you and can say, oh, uh, that, you know, you can, yeah. Right. In the heat of the moment, you can retract. Yeah. But people, I mean, I know that, you know, I mean, you're definitely not going to say that guys don't talk or think about um, sexual issues or that kind of thing enough because we definitely do. And women do too. But it's it's still some as big as it is. It's still something that I think that we underestimate the importance of. Right. Well, I think that, and and maybe our personal experience is different. But from my viewpoint, I think guys are much more likely to only joke about it. We don't tend to speak in an actual conversation, a discourse about sexuality. 
Right. Yeah. Right. We just crack jokes, obviously, but we never have conversations about particularities or, you know, proclivities or anything like that. I think women do a much better job amongst their friends, maybe to an extreme of talking about all things. They're more open just in general about intimacy issues. And, you know, I mean, that I think that's. In a broad sense, that just speaks to our difference in communication styles, too. But how comfortable we are talking about things like that. And I'm sure there are some guys that do talk about it, but, you know, except for extreme rare occasions, we just don't, that just doesn't come up in conversation. But I mean, at the heart of it, it's an intimacy, it's a communication and intimacy issue. And that's, I mean, that's your relationship in a nutshell. Right. Uh, I, I appreciate this email. I know, you know, it was easy for us to make jokes, but I think you're on the cusp of something. Something great. Something great. And as you have to proceed with caution with this too, but as in any situation where you're discussing that's, you know, either a difficult discussion or a serious discussion to have, the use of humor, if done properly, can really grease the gears. Absolutely. I mean, you know, don't be afraid to interject that properly, too. Right. And you might. Like a starting with a good knock-knock joke. <laughs> Maybe don't do the clown nose and right. the flower. <laughs> the squirting flower. Squirt, Squirt that's pee. Anyway, um, I would use the joke, not just when she's had a couple of glasses of wine. Lay that foundation you know, not in front of the kids, but along the way. Don't just use it during the bedroom time. Just right. kind of. Well, it's, you know what? It's very, it's good to be playful. And that's a way of being playful, too. It's, you know, that. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, using humor is, it's, it's, it's a turn on and it's attractive and it greases the gears to be playful with each other. And that's a way of doing that too, I think. I think if you're not laughing at least some of the time while you're having sex, you're not doing it right. For sure. Now, if she's laughing at you, you're that might definitely be, not doing you're it right. You're definitely not doing it right. <laughs> right. But if you're, if you're having a good time. You need to reread the handbook. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember the Seinfeld where George was had the crib notes on <laughs> yeah. his hand and he would come out from underneath the covers for the move? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Or the time where he tried to get the uh he tried to have it all with the sandwich yes. and the game going yeah, all, on. All the, at the same time. Like uh, a corned beef sandwich. One of the greatest nights of my life and was having not the same time, but sex, chicken fajita nachos, and watching uh one of my favorite science fiction TV shows all in the same night in the course wow. of that was like Pretty damn good. I could have just died, been happy. Yeah, I I have on more than one occasion um, used the phrase triple play to refer to good meal, good something good on TV, and something good. Yeah. All right. I, I don't think we can do any better in this episode. No. I think that's uh, a pretty good place to stop. Anybody can email us anything. Like I said, if you want to remain anonymous, just let us know. You don't have to use a burner email, but if you want to be protected, so even we don't know, feel free to cook up anything, and we will respect your uh, privacy. But uh, this is the kind of questions I I love this. Yeah. Because no. this is something like we've talked about, even we don't talk about with each other. Right. We've never had this conversation, 
But I think we're all at kind of the same place in life that we kind of have the same perspective too. So I, I don't know if there's something that we're just kind of magically in sync, but I know that other people, like you said, Ty, probably have had this same situation or are facing this situation or have thought about it. Sure. So I think that's a, this is a good place for people to a safe space. Safe space. This is our that. drum circle. <laughs> and I'm going to pass you the talking stick. Uh, so free email speech us. Area. Yes. Email us at canyouhearmepod at gmail.com if you have thoughts and we would love to hear from you. So I guess we'll talk to you later. Adios. Bye.